0: Good. I'm. I'm here. I'm in a new studio. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wait. We're recording. Good. Ooh. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm very paranoid. It says recording. Yep.
1: I'm not logged in, and I can't change that because uh, this is the uh, North Carolina state lockdown. Oh, crazy, <laughs> but it's and okay. It,
0: and I am now, um, even bec- even more because of that I am now recording on a on my laptop because my desktop, which like signs in through the VPN is laggy when recording some audio on it through the, huh. yeah, through the, through the zoom. So we're good. We're huh. good here. It all, it's Imagine. all working. We're You know, sometimes <clears throat> Don, there's a, there's a straight tube between our two computers. And sometimes <laughs> it's a tube with a loop. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it's a tube with, uh, like, uh, like a roundabout, a roundabout tube where, where there's other, um, uh, I think there's other podcasts that are like uh, at the yield sign in that uh, in the roundabout, and it. Oh, it's a, a traffic circle. I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's a traffic circle. That's what I meant. A roundabout. Is that? Uh, yeah. Is that, is that what you call them? In in new well, Jersey? in New
1: Jersey, we call them traffic circles. But oh. yes, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah. So uh, so anyway, I think. But I think I got it all. Uh, I got it all figured out. Um. Cool. And uh. And yeah. And it's I am I am coming to you from a brand new room well not i mean it's not a brand new room that i've just constructed but i moved all my stuff into a new room oh wait this is at your work or at your home at my home at my home not like i'm not moving out or anything like that but i i now i now have um two two children who are no longer sharing a room which meant one of them needed another room which is where my old office my former office Oh, so this
1: is not this yeah. is not a promotion for you. This is a demotion,
0: so it's funny. i I think on paper, <laughs> it looks like a demotion. But I will okay. say in practicality, it is a promotion. so so here there's there's a little more um, so this I'm now in the guest room. Um,
1: oh, 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 so you you didn't get demoted, but what that means is that any guests
0: are just out of luck right. Well, during podcast recording. Oh, um, oh,, okay. So it's a guest room slash podcast studio, yeah, yeah. so I've got Don if I if 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 our conversation gets real heavy and I need to lay down on a bed, I can do <laughs> you got one. I got one right here. um, if I if, well, I have gone from, and so this is where it, maybe maybe it's a lateral move because i I've gone from one um one window to two windows. I now have a proverbial corner office. Here. I mean, oh, wow. we like a, like a CEO kind of office, oh, um, nice with a bed head. and, and Don for real, an executive bathroom.
1: Oh, this, yeah. see, this is what you've been angling for the whole time.
0: The whole time. I didn't even, I didn't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've got a, uh, I got an exec cause the, the room that I'm in, our guest room used to be the master bedroom back like in the 1980s. Uh, before, before my home I had an addition put on it well before I lived here. And uh, so, so I've got, I, I've got a guest room. Really what's happened here is our guest room now is a podcast studio in, as part of it, we have upgraded the guest room. Um, yeah. And- I, Cause you know, I mean, if you have a guest like that needs to do
1: a podcast. Yeah
0: they're they're all set up they're set up uh d- we got dual monitors in here we've got a we got a mic stand we've got uh th- sometimes for my my professional um TV things uh as as we do I've got a ring light in here too just so I got good lighting mm-hmm. and I've got two windows like I mean it I, I it sounded like a demotion because I no longer have a bespoke office but it is, I think functionally it's i I'm in a better spot. I, I, and are the, you going to, are you going to move all of your accoutrements, your hockey sticks, oh, um your photos? They've been moved. I mean, Don, oh, nice. the transition has happened. Um, my, hey. my poster um, that my clerk's poster is here uh, <laughs> that is signed by Kevin Smith. And it says uh, just because they serve you, doesn't mean they like you, which is, I mean, one of, I guess like a life lesson. Um my uh yeah my hockey sticks are here my my pictures of of hockey people um and the um right behind me i can see um the patent uh submission drawings for hockey pucks and hockey state skates and hockey sticks which also were part of that room so yeah the my, my records are here um i, I for your phonograph <laughs> for my phonograph what I what I have been doing, because you know I'm all about Room Raider and my goal is to be on Room Raider. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I now have three what I think are cool records that are out here, like you can see in my Zoom background. There's oh cool. Um, yeah, like I've got you, you get I mean, if you were if you were paying attention and you know what they are, you would see over my shoulder the Clash London calling record, uh, the Beastie Boys Paul's boutique record and then a uh, white stripes um uh live album from from Canada. So wow. so I feel like I've I've really I've put a lot of thought into my new my new digs here.
1: I think I think so. Hey, so one thing I want to make sure that you've also put thought into uh-huh,
0: is uh-huh. to make sure that you're on your super secret
1: private um internet.
0: Oh, well, I am, but is it has it been laggy? Am I robotic? You're you're a little you're a little
1: robotic, but it's it's probably uh-huh. fine since you're
0: recording on your end. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you, Fox, sound fine you- here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hopefully that hopefully that all works out. I I have been so I I have two things I'm going to talk to you about. One of them is I got my super secret internet, but every once in a while, um, it gets, I don't know what the right term is, like it it just it gets real slow. It chokes for like, like <clears throat> like eight seconds, and then it's fine again. I don't know what I I. I need, I need someone to help diagnose what's happening. Um, and then the second thing I want to talk to you about is my Turkey, my Turkey named Ham. So, oh. yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, and there's other things, but, the but yeah. And, Oh, have, and, and I, I know the answer to this, but have you been watching the world cup? The, uh, the beautiful game as it's known, um, <clears throat> food, football, I have I have been watching and listening to
1: the uh, the 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 crap show that is the cups in Qatar. So, yeah, I have not I, I don't I'm not a fan of the footy, as they say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do love some uh, hot, hot Internet takes. And drama. Uh, yes, there have been there have been many of them.
0: Oh, yeah. There have been many of them. I, I am. I. Um, there, so I listened to a couple of episodes of um, the, there's a crooked media podcast about the world cup called like World Corrupt, World Corrupt.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I heard about that. They were promoting it on their other podcast, which is so unusual for them, they hardly ever do any, any promotion. Yeah. We know what we need,
0: podcast. what we, you know, we need Don is coffee because I hear that they also are selling coffee. I, I, I might've heard that mentioned
1: once or twice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, world corrupt is good. And I, my, my goal is to listen to it, sort of finish it. Um, as the, as everything goes, I only listened to the first episode, first two episodes, I guess it was. Um, so, uh, but, um, I'm also like, I'm a sucker for, you know, these like a, a, a big, big sporting events. Like, you you know, me, we, we're not, you, you and I are not new to each other. Um, <laughs> I like to talk about these things. So, so I've now watched um, I, I, like in the background, a whole bunch of matches yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I, I also Don, cause you, you exist um, just so I can talk to somebody about things. Have I mentioned that I like to take baths? Yes. This, yes. this has come up wait no this is
1: this is perfect right because because the joke is like i'm your i'm your therapist right yeah. and
0: you have an actual bed you can lie down on now i get right now yeah yeah. so um so today i i came home uh i, I did this uh i went to a, a cool class um as a as a guest today on campus it was all about like social justice and one of my like, fantastic uh colleagues runs uh, maru gonzalez and um and she invited me to come sort of observe because they were talking about cool stuff students were putting together like this is the, the coolest part Don. they were making um the class is all about story storytelling and social, social justice and oh, so some awesome. yeah and some of the these are their like sort of culminating projects so um people made podcasts and like produced oh very cool podcasts and then they played them for us like excerpts of them one student oh, nice made a documentary Don like I I can't share with you how, like how wildly cool it was to watch what looked like a very professional documentary, um, for 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, um, I uh, did that this morning and then I came home, uh, because my parents are going to come visit us for Thanksgiving. They should arrive here in the next, but maybe as we, uh, as we finish the, uh, um, the podcast recording today, they might, they might arrive, Mm -hmm. um, but then I, you know, what I like to do is I take a bath and uh, I like, I like a midday bath where I can maybe get on my iPad, read, do some email. And today I, I, I read uh, a few articles um, and, and then in my little corner of my iPad, I also watched the world cup in my bath. So oh, that's cool. It is cool. Anyway. So I watched some, I'm watching uh world cup, the uh, uh, team candidates in the world cup for the first time in, in, what as long as i can remember like i think it was 1984 or 1986 or something the last time they were in the world cup so it's a big deal for for canadians who follow um oh yeah big deal and stuff so um yeah so anyway i'm got. but other than that like i'm always prepared i always try to be prepared to talk to you about things that i am like media that i'm consuming and and i, I i've been I'm very boring right now where I've been watching hockey, coaching hockey, mm. and and watching the World Cup. Like I don't I don't I've no I got no shows to, to share with you. I, I've got I really have nothing else um that that's going on in my in my media consumption world. So I I, I kind of apologize. Oh no, it's okay. I mean, you know, this is nominally a
1: podcast about food safety, so Right, right. Well, um, Jack is is probably really happy if he still listens because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get out of this non food safety stuff
0: and get to the stuff that he likes. Get to the good stuff. So, well, I want to talk about Thanksgiving a little bit, if that's okay. Would do you do you have what are your what are your thoughts on on, uh, on Do you, you want to talk this?
1: about Canadian Thanksgiving, which is long since over, or do you want to talk about the upcoming um, American Thanksgiving? <laughs> I would like
0: to talk about the upcoming American Thanksgiving, which is which is upon us, which is. Um, right right here right now and i'd like to talk to you about a 27.2 pound turkey that i currently have <laughs> oh, is it a turkey named ham is it a turkey named ham and is he still alive is he, he out there with the chickens he's not he he has been oh, um
1: he's yeah. an ex turkey he's an ex he's an ex what what have hey, we become i guess he's poultry now he's, he's not poultry. Uh, he's he's well is that right now wait a minute now this <laughs> this is fascinating like what like yeah. ca- like cattle and beef and chicken and poultry it's like it's French and it's English and it has to do with which one's alive and which one's dead I don't I don't remember all of the complexities of it but anyway
0: think that yeah. poultry are the birds okay yeah uh according to Wikipedia poultry are domesticated birds kept by humans for their eggs their meat or their feathers so but like this we don't we don't talk about like
1: you're gonna eat a uh, you're gonna eat a piece of cattle right right you're gonna right eat, you're gonna eat you're going to eat beef right which is yes. french is both I, there's something there's I'll, I'll, I'll google around and see if i can find it there's something about the why we call the, the live thing. animal versus the dead animal a different name and and the and it has to do with yeah it has to do with it has, anyway has American, to do with the french the the, the, Eng, the english language
0: yeah well okay so i've got it so i've got a turkey named ham um which i'm sure we talked about on some previous episode right like you knew that I have a live. Yeah. I think we, we talked about this. So I, I have a friend who yeah. raised the turkeys. Um, and, and now I've, I've acquired the turkey named ham in a frozen form, a processed turkey. And, and, um, when, when my friend Megan said, um, would you like a turkey? I said, absolutely. This, well, I, I even suggested to her that I would love one of these turkeys that are, are, um, her kids raised for the state fair. This is an award-winning turkey, uh, came second place. Um, and, uh, And it's a large Turkey, Don. Um, I, I didn't realize what I was getting into. And so here are two things that I'm dealing with right now. One is the ham. Um, and like a Marine, I I believe you're always a Turkey, right? There's no, it's not (laughs) formally a Turkey. Um, Baham. Yeah. Oh, so I did. I did
1: find. Oh. I did find a very good article um, called "Why It's Called Beef When It Is From Cows." And I misremembered. So, uh, so, so uh, be- beef is different, and and pig is different because we we the animal is pig and we eat pork, right? Yes. Um, and that is because of the French. And so we'll link to an article from um, Spoon University, which is a great name for a website. <laughs>
0: Spoon University, perfect. Oh. Um, so uh 27 pound turkey that is frozen and I need to have it thawed to go into the oven on Thursday. Um I currently have, and I will we will be using this for show art probably. I currently have the turkey. Well, a couple of things. One is the turkey is packaged with some overwrap and in a uh in a uh, just a, a plastic uh trash bag, like a white kitchen bag. It does not have the safe handling instructions on it because it was like custom processed, right? So oh, it's cool. not like a not like a graded. It went to somewhere someone who is like inspected, but it's not it doesn't meet the requirements. It's not in commerce. My ham that ham the turkey uh, was never in was never in commerce, and uh, so so it doesn't have. Uh, I'm not sure what it's going to look like when I open it up. Uh, I don't know what mm. the packaging looks like, but it is currently over. It's got overwrapped. Um, and then, a, and then this, this plastic uh, trash bag on the side of it is written, use a thermometer, um, that my friend Megan wrote. And oh, not by but, you. Nope. Not by me. Uh, I believe it also says don't eat raw, use a thermometer, which is perfect. Those are safe handling instructions that I can get down with. Um, but here's my, here's my challenge and here's how I'm uh, addressing it. And this really is a food safety talk like discussion. Um, I don't have a cooler large enough to thaw ham in. And ham does not fit in my <laughs> freezer nor my refrigerator. This is like, this is this this is gonna be a very confusing episode. Why did they name the turkey ham? Who Don, do don't question it's the greatest. If I I, <laughs> I it is the I, I don't know, but as soon as I was I really given an option on what turkey I wanted when ham was pre- presented to me as an option i said we will be eating ham we will be eating a turkey named ham <laughs> <laughs> oh. right yeah. um so right. so the turkey named ham like physically does not fit in my refrigerator because of the um because of a shelf issue like where and and i have too many other things in my in my refrigerator to move we only have one um counter depth refrigerator and I think that that's important because it's a little bit smaller. Um, we have one freezer, which is, uh, and I'll see if I can find the model uh, for you. You can get a, a better visual on this, but I have a drawer, a freezer drawer. Um, and so it's not a side by side, um French door, but it's got a, a bottom drawer, not not like a freezer up top, but a freezer on the bottom. The um, Ham is too large for both of these. So, and ham is currently too large for a cooler, um that that I currently have him in and so I um Ben I have
1: a solution for you
0: um is it cooked from frozen no it's not no what's your solution my solution is clothes
1: line weaver and palmer from
0: 1968 okay okay go go Uh, now
1: now you you probably don't so here's the problem this is an article from 1968 um it's entitled thawing turkeys at ambient air temperatures Uh okay uh um and it is not available online (laughs) um you can find it on Google Scholar but because uh, I guess IFT is a bunch of cheap bastards um they don't actually they haven't gone back and put food older copies of food technology online um but I I got it from interlibrary loan at Rutgers and I will I will mail you a copy, I will, I will mail you a copy, I will email you a copy. And it is, you know, it is so fun sometimes to go into the old literature and see just like the great ways that people used to make papers. I mean, just like so, so good. So anyway, so this is a paper all about thawing turkeys at room temperature and
0: it's it's a darn good article. Well and so that's what I'm doing right now and I'm right. trying to insulate it a little bit by yep. the base of the of this cooler. My I've I've got like a so I I don't know, I mean I'm it's going to be fine and but I'm monitoring it, right? Like every few hours. Um this all this only started just an hour ago, but every my plan is every few hours is to hit it with an IR thermometer to see what the external temperature is and then move it around and I do have a larger cooler that I can put it in with some ice if I if I need to. But it, there's a secondary issue, Don, that I'd like to talk mm. about, which okay. is I also don't have a pan large enough for ham, the turkey. Oh, so what are you gonna do? Are you gonna cook them over a, a spit, an open fire? I, so, so the, <laughs> it's it's not nearly that exciting. Um, okay, I, I may w- we may be roasting a turkey that's a little bit lopsided, like the base of it may go in. It's it just doesn't quite fully fit so it wedges on the side of the pan that we have okay or um and and i, I think uh this has come up in uh in another podcast that we've talked about i'm, I'm just gonna get a larger pan we just don't have a big pan right now
1: yeah um yeah, yeah. Uh, could you could you put two pans together and then maybe uh put some clever use clever use of aluminum foil to to prevent oh. dripping maybe
0: i might be that- able to do that but then okay. but then he's it's gonna ham the turkey is gonna be over um it's gonna be over top of one like it'll still be lopsided i think like, oh yeah. i see what you're saying like maybe yeah i don't know i'm worried about the purge that's gonna come out because i think it's gonna be a well, lot
1: of liquid that's that's the thing you gotta gotta drain that purge
0: draining the purge i'm draining the purge get a better bigger pan um anyway this is this has led to quite the amount of discussion. Also, let me tell you that twenty a twenty seven pound turkey is maybe the largest turkey I've ever held, um, and <laughs> it was it's definitely the largest turkey I've ever roasted. We are usually in the eighteen to twenty pound range. We love we like a lot of turkey, and mm-hmm. I thought, how much bigger can a twenty seven pound turkey be than twenty pounds? Seven, seven. Is <laughs> the the answer, answer is seven. The answer is seven, and seven. <laughs> Has a, a, a I would say a big impact on the circumference of of ham the turkey. Um, it's just so much you bigger. You wouldn't think so though. I right? did because I'm right. You know, you wouldn't think so. So, um, so but I'm I'm like I, I feel like we're gonna have to we'll roast ham much lo- longer than we would normally roast a <laughs> turkey. Uh, <laughs> this ham then I do love a good roast ham. A roast ham, yeah. But, it, you know, someone who's coming over on Thanksgiving who's expecting to actually have ham, the, the, the pork product, not the pig product, but the pork product, <laughs> will be sorely disappointed when ham, when they discover that ham is a turkey. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, this is a whole, like, we're, we're in new territory here. I mean, largest turkey I've ever had. Um, thawing it, normally I would thaw it. Well, Often I'll buy a fresh turkey. If I have a frozen turkey, I would normally thought in the refrigerator for a few days um, or I would have, and we've done this before where we've bought purchased a Butterball or Harris Teeter brand or Foodline brand. You know, let's say shout outs to all my friends who work at all those companies. I'm, I'm an equal opportunist turkey purchaser. Um, I, if I If I am gonna buy a frozen turkey, I will often, have a pre-stuffed frozen turkey and I'll just cook it from frozen as per our friend, um, Pete Snyder. Uh, but yeah, we're in, I, I, I'm, I will, I will document this. I will update people on the progression. I think I'm going to make this uh, a a little bit of a Instagram thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, when this episode comes out, people can go back and listen to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got a, I got a really large turkey that, that is, I'm, I have to manage food safety differently than I have in the past.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing you could do is check out a podcast um, uh, uh, entitled Thawing Poultry at Room Temperature.
0: Oh, gosh. A podcast called Thawing Poultry Well, that's the time?
1: episode. The The podcast itself is called Risky or Not. Oh, you may oh. be familiar with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm familiar with that one. Um, <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode. Well, There's probably some good advice. I think I said not risky, but it's got... We both said not risky. Yeah. yeah. But there's like a, it, it, there's extra management. That's all I'm saying
1: here. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's not, yeah. It's not like you said it and forget it, as the kids say.
0: You yeah. Know, you have to, it's it's active managerial control. Active managerial control. Betty Crocker apparently says safely thaw, thaw frozen turkey and, and, um, f- 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 eh. safely thaw frozen chicken and turkey, uncooked and cooked in three ways. What do you think those three ways are, Don?
1: Uh, tell me
0: the, what's the question again um if you were to guess how betty crocker not the person but the company would suggest you thaw frozen chicken and turkey in three oh. different ways what in would those fridge? three ways be in the Are fridge
1: would be one in the yes. microwave would be two yes and then in uh water warm
0: water cold water, water yes some sort of water sink or deep pan of cold water cold water okay yeah allow 30 minutes per pound of thaw. don hmm so so that's a lot for me on 27 pounds yeah that's uh that's not a day but that's half a day it's a half a day so anyway we're gonna we're gonna see how this all rolls out um and uh and yeah but like i thought about this because oh also betty crocker says dawn um never and this is a bold thaw meat at room temperature on the counter and that that that's the only part that's a bold um, the other part is, as bacteria can multiply rapidly, leading to potential food poisoning. Don't refreeze thawed chicken or turkey. I don't agree with either of those comments. No, and, and I, I would
1: suggest that that Betty uh, take a take a gander at uh, <laughs> um, what's her name, Lime Weaver, and the other guy.
0: Close, close, Lime Weaver, and uh, it sounds like a um, like a law firm.
1: <laughs> or well and i think and i think this has come up before every time i talk about this paper um i think line is the line from uh line burke
0: i'm oh, pretty sure what is line weaver burke you I don't know, know what, what line burke is don't you have a degree in something no. related to biochemistry no not at all molecular biology okay okay a graphical well, representation of enzyme kinetics huh yeah there you go Line it's, weaver.
1: it's And I'm pretty sure that the line weaver from Lineweaver Burke is is the line weaver of that same article. Hans Lineweaver and Dean Burke in 1934. I'm pretty sure it's the same Hans guy. Lineweaver,
0: early life, co-author of nearly 100 techn- technical papers and six patents, over half of which concern aspects of poultry and eggs, such as its there effects on processing Yes. There we go, Hans processing. Lineweaver. Yes, it's, Definitely. He, was from,
1: uh, the, he was from the Western... Center in Albany. Uh, I think they say Albany. 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 Which one is? How do they say the one in California? Albany is the one in New York. Albany Creek. is the one in Georgia.
0: And- <laughs> I think you're thinking of Walnut Creek. That's where he died yeah. <laughs> at age 101 in 2009. Oh, man. he had a Hans Lineweaver. had a had a run, man. Yeah. He, uh, here we go. So also, um, I went to Johns Hopkins, George Washington University, Albany. Senior bi- Um, Wow. Father of two. Look at this. He lives in retirement in Walnut Creek, California. I think I've been to Walnut He's Creek. Born, he was born in Pickens,
1: West Virginia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Second child of the Reverend Doctor, Jesse Luther and Lucille Lineweaver. Oh, Jesse Luther Lineweaver. There's a name for you. Wow. Okay. Well, there we go. We've done, we've done our work here. So, um, is that a show? <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. Wow. Uh, I, I, we, we just did, we connected, uh, the Lineweaver Burke plot to, uh, Turkey thawing. which we did we, through, through we, the, uh, the, the amazing Hans Lineweaver. Yeah. Hans Lineweaver. Uh, so, um, yeah. I, I I'm, I have not done any, media this year around poultry thawing Mm. or turkey stuff i've i've really deflected a lot of that um that to 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 the great people that are around me and i'm i'm really yeah well and i am so one thing that i've I've been really like careful of or trying maybe maybe just in my mind maybe in actions i'm not but it's something that i'm i'm concerned about is um i am very I'm trying not to do two different jobs, right? Like I'm trying to be mm-hmm. a department head and I'm trying to not also be a food safety specialist at the same time, because I have other people around me that are really good and and would, would I think, benefit from some of the media experiences. And so for the last year, I've really been trying. And it's hard because you get a, I got a a, um, a message last night from the local CBS station saying, hey, you've done this in the past. Can you just jump on for five minutes on Zoom tonight? And talk about like you know dangers of food poisoning at at um, at Thanksgiving, and I, it's it's easy to slip back into it and say, "Yeah, yeah I can do that." It is harder to pass it on and to to someone else. Like not the and and in a I don't know. Hopefully this this makes sense. M- mainly because I could do it right. Like it's not and and right. I'm like, oh, I don't want to burden someone else with this. Right.
1: kind of thing right yeah no i i totally like it number one it's something that you can do something number two it's something that you enjoy yeah and it's something that you're good at right and so yeah. why wouldn't you do it except that the problem is you know that uh you know it's not um uh, it's, 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 it's not helpful to you because what you're trying to do, we're trying to grow as a person, Ben, but you're yeah. trying to do your, I mean, you, you have to prioritize. I mean, I appreciate you prioritizing this podcast so much, but you, you have to prioritize the department head stuff because the other stuff, like, here's the thing. I don't want to say anybody can talk to the media about food safety, but only one person can be department head of your department. Right, right, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Cause then it's the guy who has the job,
0: the title. Yeah. Right. And so, Yeah. And I I find myself actively thinking about that a lot, right? Like that there are, oh, yeah. it, and and it's and 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 there's I I want to I want the people who, um, who are in my department to to see like I don't want someone to say, oh man, he didn't he didn't approve my travel reimbursement because that's like one of the things I have to do, because he was on CBS seventeen, right? Oh, like, well, that's a good point, yeah. Right, like that that well, is I, I, yeah,
1: and I would do I'm, them both. I would not worry like, so much. Yeah, yeah, I would, but I would worry. I would worry not so much that you wouldn't do your department head job because you're doing your other job, but that you would just try to do both jobs and have a family and have vacation. And that that's just not. I mean, there's there's a yeah. you know, you have to sleep, you have to eat. There's only so many hours in the day. You just can't just yeah, you just can't. You, it's not sustainable, and and nor nor should you. I mean, nor should you, right? Because and again, and the and the only only way that you'll you'll grow and mentor young
0: talent is to give them opportunities that's you know? yeah and, yeah you know and this is an opportunity and and it's it's something that i just like I, I i'm overtly trying to do more of um but but also there's there's like a you know and and you know i've talked about this on on this podcast and in other fora there's like a i don't know if like it's an ego thing too right like i like being on tv Right. And so, so it's like, Oh, I kind of miss that. I miss like, Oh, someone's going to, you know, send me a text message and be like, Hey, I saw you talking about turkeys. Um, But, but also at the same time, I don't, I, I don't need it in the same way, like, like um, mentally, or, I mean, certainly not like career wise either. So it's, it's weird. It's a weird spot to be in um. right, right now that, and I, and I feel like I will always be in this, in this area where I, You know, I certainly could talk about, you know, the science of of safety and and Thanksgiving in that fora, um, but I'm doing less and less of it. But yeah, I do, you and I um, had the pleasure of being um, guest lecturers. Well, I guess we didn't really lecture, but guest question and answers for our friend uh, Veronica's um, class uh, on science communication. And yeah, and and we, I mean, we talked a little bit about this, right? Like about how um this uh this podcast and our other podcasts are the the things that i prioritize because i don't want to let go of some of the food safety things right like d- right. like, and, and this is one where not you know th- where i don't it's it would be not the same show if you replace me with someone right oh, like no you know what i mean like it would be this is one yeah. where it's like i kind of like i i can do I it i don't, I don't but- I, I don't know who I would
1: replace you with. Because I'm, right. I'm honestly, I mean, I hate to be, I hate to sound all modeling, but I think if I couldn't do the show with you, Ben, I wouldn't want to do the show. Now, that said, not that I wouldn't do another show, right? Yeah. Right. But right. I would, this, this show is, and, you know, and I have listened to some podcasts that have had a, you know, people rotate in and out, and I, I've stuck with them, even though none of the original hosts were left, because I just sort of like the show and I like the tone and what they're going for. But yeah, it's not a, you know, I mean, yeah.
0: So anyway, I'm not to get I'm, too modeling. Like I said, I couldn't no. do,
1: I, I don't think I would do either of the shows without you.
0: And I'm right there with you. Cause I, I would not do either of the shows without you either. And, um, yeah. So anyway, like th- that's one where I wouldn't, you know, it, um, I don't want to like give it up because someone else can't do it. Right. Like someone right. else can do a different podcast. Um, but yeah. So, so anyway, it's, uh, um, yeah, it's weird, you know, and I, I feel really good now, um, about shutting things down over the, you know, this is, this is my last like official thing that I'm going to do food safety wise, other than take pictures of ham, the Turkey, um, for right. Instagram over the next few days and walk away for, for a couple of days from both, like from both of my jobs that I'm trying to only do one of, right. Like I'm not going right. to do any food safety things and I'm not going to do any department head things. And, and it's. Um, I, I, you know, and that would not be the way that I would have typically operated in the past either. Like I, I very much would jump in and if someone wanted to talk to someone on Thanksgiving day about food safety, it's like, yeah, I'm in, let, you know, mm-hmm. let me get on, let me get on and talk to you. Um, or, or I do a bunch of social media stuff. Um, but I'm not going to do that now, like this year. Um, cause I want to, I, I want a little break. I was, I'm tired, yeah, no. Don. Yeah, well, no, and you
1: and you know, you're working really hard as a department head. And honestly, that's, that should, I mean, if it was, you know, if it was me, I would say that's, that would be my priority, right? So I, I don't think there's any, yeah, I think that's a perfectly legitimate, uh, uh, perfectly legitimate choice. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not that you need my approval.
0: No, but I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate your, your insight and feedback and, and, and uh, yeah, and everything you do. Um. Thanks. So, what's uh yeah so so that's have you been talking to anybody about turkeys named like ham or otherwise Uh, only only you with the
1: ham turkey Um, yeah but no i did i did actually and the whole reason why i knew about that thawing on the counter thing is i did i was and i think you i think this is i thought this was a reporter that you talked to too Debbie. um it was the person was it rachel oh rachel Yeah. yeah rachel yeah yeah so, and, and so, yeah, she talked to you first because yes. apparently even though you're trying to not do media, you had time before yeah. I did, which is interesting.
0: <laughs> well, and this one was, so I'll tell you, um, this is uh Rachel Jackson who we actually know, um, from eater toss.com. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, so this is the, like, here's how I kind of make decisions on this stuff. It's like if, like if Hannah Raskin, who we had as a guest on this podcast called me and was like, Hey, can you do an interview? I'd be like, for sure. Cause it's Hannah because i because like right. i know you and you're you're right. my friend So you, you have an pr- existing relationship yeah with. yeah yeah like right Ra- rachel absolutely just because we've interacted a bunch on the internet um and you know she's not to like get her scoop but she's writing an article um for for the washington post and i'm like yeah i will happy to to chat with you on on stuff but if it was you know again like cbs 17 i don't know you know I don't know the anchor there or whatever it is. who's calling me up other than like might've talked for 30 seconds last year, but I don't have like a relationship with them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I'm choosing. Right. It's like kind of, it's all, it's hard to say no to your friends. Right. Like, and that's, that's one thing that, that, um, that I value. So, Oh, like
1: when they asked you to
0: review a manuscript. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just say yes. Just not on time. (laughs) I'm still, I was, I will still do it. It'll just be late. Oh, you um, haven't done it yet? No, no, no. Okay, yet. all yeah. right. But, uh, that's if, okay. Th- theoretically, if you were asking about a, um, you know, just a, 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 I don't know, if uh, some sort of paper that that you might have asked about or could ask about, theoretically, i have not um, reviewed it yet. Okay,
1: well that's okay because uh, you know I, I, you didn't review the
0: first version. Right, you did, uh, right. So if you, if you don't review this one, God, I'm also done. I'm also not very reliable uh, on well. certain things.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. And sometimes that can work to your advantage. Like our good friend, Michelle is also reviewing a manuscript for me and, um, um, she, um, reviewed it early, uh, because she misread or didn't completely read the email telling her, reminding her that the, 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 the deadline was coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she was a little upset that she did it early. Um, but
0: you know, I, she'll probably get over it. She'll get over it. It'll be fine. Um, anyway, so you were talking to Rachel about, uh, Turkey stuff and, uh, and other things. Was there uh, was there, sorry. I, Cause I just jumped in and told oh, you about yeah. Rachel.
1: Yeah. So let me, let me find the message. Cause we, and again, well, I don't want to steal her scoop, but she's, a, she's a great interviewer.
0: Um, yeah. She's awesome.
1: And, and then she, and she, yeah, and she also followed up with a eater toss, And I love the fact that she has a website that's not quite risky or not, but it's the same sort of perspective and it's called eater toss. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, that's a great name for a website. So yeah. So she, we were, she was asking about, um, Garlic and oil, right? And she was also asking about cooling. And so uh, we were talking about perfringens, and she was asking some really good questions about, like, well, how many people get garlic? You know, because there seem to be a lot of recipes out there advising people about making garlic and oil. Um, You know, how many people get sick with botulism from that? And I could only find in the NORS database, I could only find one, and it was somebody who got botulism from pesto. So, sort of gar- garlic and oil, but but sort of not. Um, but then, loads of outbreaks from perfringens, right? And again, a lot of those are food service, uh, but some of them are also uh, people's homes. And so, I was able to download, you know, a wonderful snapshot of data from the Norse Data Dashboard and send that to her, uh, which is cool. We talked about we talked about cooling. I talked we talked about I talked about like what's my advice for people if they have to cool hot foods? Is it okay to cool them on? We got into some real specifics about like how. Um, if, if you, uh, is is it okay to leave a food uh, uncovered on the stovetop and is it better? I mean, a lot, a lot of like this or that, like, well, is it better to put it in the fridge right away covered or is it, is it better to leave it out for, uh, that while you're having your meal on the stovetop. And so anyway, just, you know, and talk a little bit about the stuff that we've been doing with some colleagues in public health, getting ready for the, um, conference for food protection and and an issue that we're going to submit about, uh, cooling of foods um yeah i sent her a copy of scallon at al to basically you know look at the illnesses from perfringens and estimated illnesses from, from perfringens and and botulism um oh and then again a lot of talk about falling on the counter where i i mentioned and sent her a copy of uh a clothes, line weaver and palmer oh and then she asked me like i i've i've pulled out our 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 famous um number of three eggs in ten thousand and she's like what's the source for that i'm like i I think i can probably find it and lo and behold i did so I, it was it's the 2005 risk assessment and uh yeah you can you can you can find that there's a lot of other numbers out there which are different than that number probably many provided by us before we kind of figured yeah. out it was actually three in ten thousand uh but uh <laughs> but yeah
0: it's funny because i also talked to her and used the three in ten thousand and i was like because i know dawn says this is three and ten thousand. <laughs> Which is perfect uh for what, what I needed to do. So I'm glad she asked you for the actual um uh reference on that. Um that well, cool, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um I, I think that'll be a good a good article and and I agree with you. I think Rachel does just a great job. She like asks really good questions and 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 is cl- like really close enough to what we do to to get the nuance of it as well um which is which is great um before we leave turkey talk i got two more things i want to want to highlight to you one is um that uh other turkeys not named ham but named um chocolate and chip are <laughs> are coming in, are coming to north carolina don and it's not like a tour um do, do you know uh do you know what what I might be referring to I have no idea what you're well, referring to well if you uh um if you look to your uh um to your links that are coming into your messages you will see something fun here in a minute North Carolina State selected as home for the 2022 national Thanksgiving turkeys what are the national Thanksgiving turkeys Don you ask well um the, uh So the uh, uh, chocolate and chip uh, were um, following the national Thanksgiving turkey presentation at the White House on November 21st uh, were pardoned and they are now coming home to roost, as they say, in North Carolina, uh, in our um, department of uh, Prestige Department of Poultry Science uh, in my college here, the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. uh, And they will live out the rest of their days uh, at our Lake Wheeler Road facilities under, as the the, uh, article says, under the expert care of university poultry specialists and students. Um, Okay. So let me,
1: let, let this was, this was a a sentence written by staff staff. This is, let me, let me read this sentence to you. Um, Mm. North Carolina state university college of ag and life sciences has been selected as the new home to the official national Thanksgiving Turkey and its alternate chocolate and chip. Yes so there's one there's just one there's one turkey named chocolate and there's one turkey named chip i that's i would write a different sentence to explain that concept that is just not a it's like the the national thanksgiving turkey and it's alternate chocolate and chip all right what's the what's the name of the turkey
0: (laughs) who's on first (laughs) well so here you go the national thanksgiving turkey is named chocolate and I, yeah. And the alternative is chip. I get that. I get that. But
1: I'm just saying that's that I I would have written a different sentence is my point.
0: Yes. I I agree. I, so that's what you took out of that sentence. What I took out of that (laughs) sentence is that there, that there is a alternate to the national Thanksgiving Turkey, right? Like we can't just have one, almost like a sports team where we have a captain and then we have an alternate captain. And so in case in case the duties of the national (laughs) thanksgiving turkey cannot be fulfilled by chocolate chip is ready to step in but but what are the duties
1: other than to be dinner because and and neither of them are going to get to do that because they've been pardoned
0: they've been pardoned they're not no dinner no dinner jerry uh i don't know what's happening to uh to chocolate and chip i just know that uh i don't know what the duties are I just know that um, that the the chip is ready. Chip is is ready and willing to step in when needed to need. be pardoned and also yeah. not be eaten. Yeah. And why, why why only and maybe this is we can find this on Wikipedia, but I will not be googling this as we talk. Why why is there only two like one alternate alternate or um like why not have uh yeah two three right like yeah yeah well, have yeah, three we is two two is
1: one one is none
0: right right three is better three three's more three's more than company three's company that's right wow that's true three's company (laughs) three's company too uh (laughs) (laughs) uh so um anyway we've got we've got turkeys coming um and and i i have a friend who um who i play hockey with who said he read this last week and had done some construction contracting at virginia tech in the building that that the National Turkey and Alternate had been in, um, in another year that that was part when it was been pardoned, it ended up there. And he said that they were under very good care, and and he only knew. He said, "What's in this room?" He said, "Why are there only two turkeys in here?" And they said, "Oh, those are the turkeys that were pardoned by the president, and they are they they live a very nice like nice long life, um, except." in certain situations, which I read a headline that sometimes they, they die quickly. Um, but but uh, but in, well, they're, in this... they're
1: not they're mo- not meant to be pets, Ben. They're meant to be food. And if you don't eat them as food, I mean, it seems like yeah. anyway,
0: They'll I keep don't, growing. don't
1: get me started. It's a tradition that the president pardons the turkeys. OK, whatever. I. But it just anyway, it's it just seems whatever I'm, I don't on. want to be, anti, be need to be anti patriotic, Ben. But
0: I don't know. on it my friend... seems
1: like a, what you should do in the first place is not have the turkeys, but whatever
0: don i need to read for me to you my favorite quote uh, just to, to keep just to keep you um uh thinking about about the turkeys uh this is from my friend uh, peter for fellow canadian fellow university of guelph uh graduate quote we're honored and excited for the opportunity to take care for the national thanksgiving turkey and his wingman said for that's pretty funny right wingman's a good that's a good pun We've prepared a first-class retirement home for our fine feathered friends to live out their days in fame and comfort. So, Don, if you want to see um, Ch- chocolate and chip uh, at any time, um, come visit me, and I will. Uh, I'll make arrangements. We'll go see them.
1: Well, that, thank you. And Wingman is—I do approve of Wingman. That's a good pun.
0: Wingman's good. I, th- I think it's good. Okay. So, last turkey thing that I want you to look at. Um, hopefully this is not a, oh yeah, it's not paywalled, but I think what I put in, I'm, you're, you're going to get a new link here. Um, this is from the Chicago sun times. Um, and I want you, you and I are going to, um, really, really look at this, uh, article and, uh, and let's take a look at how we think this is. Cause it's not, I'll tell you, it's not bad, but there are a few things missing. And the, the article is. How to safely cook a turkey. Chef Michael Simon's foolproof way involves a lot of hand washing. Good, right? Gets a ding for that. If I could find my bell and said move rooms, I don't know where it is. But if I find my bell, I would have rung it right there. Um. So this is Michael Michael Simon. Do you know him at all? Maybe not personally, but are you familiar with his work? I am not. He is of The Chew, which I'm guessing is a uh, some sort of a food show. And Iron Chef. Um, so anyway, USA Today uh interviewed him about things. He here here are the steps. There, I'm gonna go through eleven steps. Okay, are you here for are you ready for eleven?
1: I'm I'm ready for eleven steps, but I already have a critique mm-hmm. of what Mr. Simon says. But oh,
0: that's funny. Si- Simon um, says, What did Simon say? Don, good job. Okay. All right, we'll come back to your critique, but I want to go through the steps. Yes. Well, yes. Okay, we're gonna we'll let's step one. Prepare your cooking area, cut your vegetables and get out your seasonings and herbs, or as my friend on Chef Reaction say, herbs, uh, fresh herbs, uh, place them where easily accessible. Step two, take the fully thawed turkey out of its packaging, dry the turkey with paper towels. Step three, wash your hands. Okay. And it's in bold. I like that. Step four, stuff the cavity with your choice of ingredients, maybe lemons and herbs and um, Step five, wash your hands again. Step six, season the entire bird for your favorite recipe. Step seven, wash your hands again. Step eight, put the turkey in a pan or a large bowl in the fridge on the bottom shelf. By doing so, you avoid any drippings from the bird traveling through your fridge, leave it uncovered and let it sit overnight to dry the skin. Step nine, pull the turkey out of the fridge and an hour before you have to start cooking, um, Or yeah, pull it out an hour before you have to start cooking. Wash your hands. There's another like bonus hand wash here. After transferring the bird into a roasting pan, if you didn't use one for the overnight in the fridge step, step ten, cook it to 165. Use an instant-read meat thermometer inserted to the thickest part of the breast, Um, and uh, and also into the stuffing. And step eleven, let it rest for 30 minutes and serve. Okay, so there's a few things that I think are missing from this. It's not bad, but but I'd like. I'd like to hear your critiques. I,
1: well, I think it's very good, right? And and certainly the um, um, wash your hands, season the bird, wash your hands is good advice because it will help the spice container from being contaminated. Yes. Which, uh, apparently, according to, uh, research uh ascribed to someone from Rutgers but really mostly done in North Carolina 100% in North Carolina close to uh, that Philadelphia be a problem so. in the Philadelphia close, area. yeah the university close to Philadelphia otherwise <laughs> Rutgers so, no i don't i my my main critique is with something that he says uh which just caught my eye uh no one has ever gotten sick because someone over cleans simon says
0: Yes, and I would. I would
1: direct uh, Mr. Simon to uh, MMWR, April twenty fourth, twenty twenty, cleaning and disinfecting chemical exposures and temporal associations with COVID nineteen, uh, which basically shows uh, yes, when people freak out over COVID, uh, they can clean too much and calls to poison control centers go up. So yes. from cleaners and disinfectants, uh, and it tracks very nicely with the pandemic. So, yeah, you can actually overclean. Now, now his advice is not overcleaning, uh, but the, his statement, I believe, is I would say, is not correct.
0: Yeah. Yep. Again, agreed. Agreed. I, I, I mean,
1: yeah. and, and I, admittedly, I'm picking nits. Uh, you know, uh, because you know, you, you he, we could give him an opportunity to re- rebut or to clarify his statement. Um, but yes, it is possible to get sick from overcleaning. Um, yeah, and, and CDC has the data to prove it.
0: Yeah, well, and so too, I'm gonna be a little nitpicky too, because two things caught my eye. One is he does his text is phenomenal, does a great job and says use an instant read meat thermometer, right? Great, phenomenal. That's what I want. Um somewhere I read this that he was doing this on behalf of Ecolab. Did you see that somewhere? I did not. I might have been. Yeah. Simon, who has partnered with Ecolab oh, yeah. Science Certified, which works yep. on consumer food safety expectations with food safety, walks us through step by step process to avoid cross contamination. Right. So he, he really focuses to two things. Talks about the instant read thermometer, but the picture is the old school dial thermometer, which are not great. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that, that's probably not his fault. Right? Not his fault. No, he's doing a good job. That's where like Chicago Sun-Times, maybe using stock photos that USA Today might have given access to, or I don't know where, like, Uh, looks like it's from
1: stock.adobe.com. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but, oh, yeah. Oh, that's not a good
1: caption though. No. Yeah. That's confusing for people because they'll look at that picture and they'll say, when it comes to food safety, use an instant read meat thermometer. That must be what they're
0: showing a picture of right like if i didn't know what that Ooh. was maybe that's yeah. what it is and yep and and it so um so that was the first thing but the other thing that i thought was really interesting here is um and and again this comes back to the spice containers and some of the work that we've done with with uh, poultry washing and preparation around the sink um you know hand washing is really important but in handling thawed turkey cleaning and sanitizing like the food preparation area in your kitchen's re- like i would say E- equally important, right? I don't, I'm not gonna say it's more important, but in this, like, it kind of surprised me a little bit because Ecolab, uh, you know, for those who don't know, makes some some good surface cleaning and sanitizing um, chemicals. And, uh, but but in here, it's all about hand washing, which is good. And hand, wa- hand washing is not magic as as you taught me. Um, or the FDA likes to say, which they will never be attributed to this, Um, but, but at least in, in, uh, in our closed circles and they'll deny it that hand-washing is king. Um, but, but, but I, I, what was missing was, Hey, clean and sanitize your sink, clean and sanitize your, um, your your countertop, right? Like that, that's, that, that is part of safely cooking a turkey in my mind and, and could lead to less, um, you know, less chance of pathogens on your spice containers as well. Cause yeah. Was, yeah.
1: So this is a weird article. It's the article that's on the Chicago Sun times website. Yes. But it's
0: a USA today article. Yeah. And I think it's like uh USA today syndicates stuff to people. I think yeah, that's what's happening. I
1: can't, I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the USA today
0: article. Couldn't find it. I did the same thing. Finding yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's an old one. Oh, here, no, here it is. Okay. Um, yeah, I couldn't find it. Oh, now see i i see it everywhere yeah, so yeah this is Co
1: see now we can i was gonna i was all set to blame usa today but the the there is a there is a usa today article and it is from this year and it's basically the same identical text um but the pictures are different oh, right including a different picture of Chef simon so i am going to say that that is absolutely on not USA Today. That is absolutely on um, Chicago, Chicago Times. Yep. Yeah. But I don't so, see a way to tell them that the, the photo's bad.
0: No, they won't. They won't know. They'll never know. We.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, we should tell them.
0: We should tell them. We should tell them. Okay, I, I figure like,
1: out a way to tell them. So
0: yeah. Um. So yeah. So I thought. Anyway. That, so last. Well, no. This is. I, I want to go somewhere else now. Yep. Um. See, I, Don, Don today's one of those episodes where I did my homework and I and I'm prepared I prepared for things. There was stuff I want, I knew I wanted to talk to you about. Um I saw this linked on someone's social media. And I'm not going to tell you who social media is, Don. The way the way I'm talking here <laughs> might be mm-hmm. obvious. I'm just going to tell you it's someone who we we disagree on many views. <laughs> uh-huh. Who's on the social media? Who uh, I I'm not I don't even really interact with anymore, but but mm-hmm. has but every once in a while I kind of check what 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 they are saying, and this came up. <laughs> so, are you familiar at all? First of all, with nationaldaycalendar.com? I am not. Well, you will be now. Don. Every day is is a day. Oh, every day, every is, day someday. is someday. Yeah, every day I mean... is someday. Right. You know, you got uh, talk like a pirate day, which I know is September nineteenth. Um, the reason why I know that is because uh one of my children is born on that day. Um, and uh we like to remind him of that. Um
1: why why is why is September nineteenth talk like a pirate day? No idea. Just it no is no idea. Okay.
0: No idea why. Um today, uh not not to too much opposite cost, it is National Cranberry Relish Day. Um Okay. Yep. So well, I'm not going to click on that. Well, maybe I will. Let's just let's just assume um, it's another seasonal holiday um, on November 22nd. Make sure you're stocked and ready to go. Uh, hashtag cranberry relish day, blah, blah, blah. No, no, we don't. But a couple of weeks ago was national clean out your refrigerator day. Okay. Mm-hmm. This article, I'm going to give you just a couple of minutes to peruse this i think is written by a bot oh my like it is there are some odd things that are in this like um uh where was it it just like felt like it didn't make sense in a couple of spots um with fam- Here we go, with family gathering and a large turkey waiting to be roasted, cleaning out the refrigerator makes sense. Not only will we need room before the meals, but we also need space for all the upcoming leftovers. Many drive this job. However, it is an important task in the last action. Maybe that wasn't it. But um, you know, due to our hectic and busy lifestyles, the cleaning of the refrigerator, the cleaning of the refrigerator gets neglected, hence the creation of National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. There may be a surprise or two found at the back of the shelves, things that are often pushed back, and new food is put in the front and gets forgotten. Um, NSF uh, found that meat and vegetable drawers are dirtiest spots, blah, blah, blah. So, how to observe Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day, gone. if you're thinking about it? Okay, here are some suggestions. Okay, em- empty each shelf, completely wipe down the inside of the refrigerator. Wash drawers and underneath the drawers, throw away all expired food, throw away any moldy food, get rid of anything that you do not use, vacuum condenser coils, vacuum out under the refrigerator, restock shelves and drawers, drawers with good food. Enjoy your nice, clean, organized refrigerator. Um, how often should I clean out my fridge? Well, Don, this is a national once a year day, but according to the the frequently asked questions, you should clean it out every week or two. It's a lot of cleaning. A oh, good rule of thumb is to clean it out before you go grocery shopping, right? Okay. Yep. Things are always getting lost in my fridge. How do I fix that? Those items that get shoved to the back are easy to forget. Did you know that many of the shelves today's models slide forward for easy inspection? That's right. Lift up and pull forward. If I did that with my 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 don, I would have pickles everywhere. It would. They're just too heavy. <laughs> what temperature should I set my refrigerator at according to FDA 40 or below? Um, anyway, I saw this, I, I don't know, I guess it's a good idea. People should should be thinking about cleaning out their refrigerator when it's, when it gets dirty. I don't, I don't know. It's not an annual thing and it's not once every week. Those are the two things that I took away from this. Yeah. Yeah. We, we,
1: yeah, we clean it out when it gets unmanageable. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not super worried about people getting sick from having a dirty refrigerator. I, I think you should clean out your refrigerator, right? And you know, actually, honestly, what happens with us often is we'll forget about something that's in there, and we'll, it'll just start to smell. It's like, okay, well, time to clean out the fridge because we left something in there too long and it's smelly, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you know, it's it's fine. Every 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 thing needs a day, I guess. So I'm not opposed to National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day yeah um uh home economists at whirlpool home appliances um uh created national clean at your refrigerator day okay well thanks for appreciate that. it
0: yeah home economists we don't call them that anymore no <laughs> we don't we don't um there's here's one more passage however those who clean their fridges more often tend to waste more food huh there's plenty of Wait, advice what? yeah available on the frequency of fridge cleaning understanding oh oh, yeah okay well Yeah. if you clean it out
1: every week and you throw food away before it's quote unquote yeah not good uh yeah i guess i guess
0: and well and here's like here you know this is at that intersection of the things that i really like to talk about with you understanding food labels and the meanings behind sell-by and best-by dates are also important true these labels yep. don't necessarily mean a product has gone bad, but the quality is best by the date on the label. However, use by leaves some of us wondering, okay. and that's it. That's the end of that. That's the end of the advice. Don, use by yep. leaves some of us wondering,
1: including people that perhaps just read that sentence and wrote it.
0: Everybody, <laughs> I'm wondering what the end of it is. What? Where's the next? Where's the? Where's the next sentence go? Uh, I'll leave. I'll, I'm going to leave you wondering, man. I'm going to yeah. leave you wondering until next year. <laughs> okay, so so I'm I wasn't one thing was um, um. Here, he, here we go. I'm I'm gonna read just something from someone else's posting of this. Okay, 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 friends. Here's your chance to protect your family and friends who may be coming over for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners. We all know that there are out of date items in our fridge, and in our fridges and all of the drippage that is collected in the deli and produce drawers. A little time, 10% bleach solution, which seems pretty high to me. An elbow grease might just prevent an illness or a death. Listeria loves the cool, moist, and nutritive aspects of your packed fridge.
1: Yeah, okay. but I mean, and, and I'm, I'm sure someone has surveyed home consumers' home refrigerators for Listeria, and I'm sure they've found it. Yes. But again, I'm not super worried about people getting Listeria from their home fridge. Right, right. Right. Um, I'm much more worried about them getting it from food because um, people don't are are not licking the drawers of their fridge let's hope and even if you did um well, that would yeah even even and again Listeria is a high dose pathogen right and so you're gonna have to have a pretty big dose it's going to be hard to get that. You know unless you are like i said literally licking the the drawers which is you know which would be gross right so yeah i'm much i'm much more worried about cross-contamination from salmonella and e coli from meats that's really what i'm worried about in, in terms of safety in the fridge and, I'm, and i and i mean it, it is good to tell people what temperature right i do like that that's a good point good. people you know how would how would people know right, right? so what temperature should i set my refriger? well and that's see what temperature should i set my refrigerator well okay I guess in my fridge, it does have a setting and I can, and I know it's set to 37, but I, but that it's set to 37. I don't know if it's actually at 37. I don't have a thermometer in my refrigerator, but a better advice would be to get a thermometer for your refrigerator or have a way to check the temperature in your, I have a way I could use my tip sensitive digital thermometer, um, uh, you know, to, to do that if I wanted, if I wanted to, but yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. I guess if you're, if you have a website that's called uh, national Hol- national day calendar, you gotta have content, Ben.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Well, yes. And so I, I just, I just want to like talk about the recommendation of 10%. That's 50- oh, 5,000 PPM. That's too much. Well, that would
1: be much. disinfection. um Yeah. That's not a good, yeah. You know, I, and I still, I have as a goal to someday write a, an intelligent uh, fact sheet where you can plug in like any measure, any units you want, and it'll tell you the chlorine ppm. Because that's people get very confused by all that. I, I someday I, I hope to write something that's consumer facing and friendly that will just let people like, oh, well, what if I mixed a a a pint with a gallon, you know, or what if I mixed a a halfpenny with a ton? <laughs> Yeah. What would that concentration be, right? And then tell people and try to explain the difference between sanitize and disinfect and and which and which surface, right? Cuz floors are different than countertops, right? Anyway, it's it, it's a it's a it's kind of a confusing mess out there. Um and I would like to give people, but I just haven't found the time to do it, but it would be it would be a noble extension effort.
0: So. It would. That would be that would be something that I would read.
1: Yeah yeah and use right like you could like plug in and 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 yeah and and like and it's confusing though because like household bleach is not necessarily the same as like something else right so it 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 is a fair bit of work to go to sort through all this and come up with some clear guidelines and also like I said a calculator where you can just you can plug in numbers and it'll tell you PPMs or concentrations etc
0: yeah yeah okay so there, there's national clean out your your turkey day. Celebrate that right after you get your, your cranberry relish. Clean from... clean out your refrigerator. You can also clean out your turkey. Turn it clean out your turkey. Oh, yeah. Day. Clean out your turkey Which day. Is what you said. That's, that's, that's like what I said. That's, I'm sure that's our show title. <laughs> national Clean Out Your Turkey Day. Uh, ah, um, okay. So um I I'm I'm sending you a link to something I sent you earlier today that I want to talk about, and it's yes. preprints so and then and then there's something you want to talk about too just um, a
1: little bit
0: yeah but this so so i came across this um from i think probably ship our friend on on the internet who who we know who's our um public uh information officer here at nc state does a lot of science communication does a lot of work with us in food safety i think he knows the person who um, created this really cool powerpoint that was presented at science writers 2022 from tom ulrich who's at the broad institute of mit and harvard um and uh so yeah which is which is kind of cool um and uh i don't know what that means but yeah anyway so so i want i i saw this on twitter and and I, i like i just wanted to talk about it because i think it's it puts it in it's it's an interesting situation that we've encountered over the last couple of years that I didn't even really think about until the pandemic hit, and we didn't have a lot of information about SARS-CoV-2. And so, so essentially, what, um, what what Tom's slides and again? I didn't see his, um, his presentation, but I will just read from from his slides. Um, the idea is preprints and science communication, one PIO's perspective, um, and this is coming from should, really the question of. Should a public information officer at a university do promotion of a preprint um, that's that's out there? Okay, so arguments against promotion: it's not peer reviewed yet, right? It's a, and, and well, do, do we need to go into that, Don? Maybe talk about the difference between preprint and and like a peer reviewed article i think it's important maybe
1: yeah it's it's absolutely important and and we should give some context too like like preprints have become especially important during the pandemic uh as we were trying to get information out as quickly as possible right and so and so the idea of preprints is you you put it out there before you publish it uh and then you can theoretically get critiqued uh by people and then that would go into the final version that you submit which then also goes through peer review um i mean i think the whole, the larger issue of peer review and, well, and the even larger issue of this whole monopoly that the publishers have for publishing, publishing science. I mean, it's kind of a system that grew out of you know, the old, olden days where somebody would write a paper and they would mail it to their friends and the friends would give them feedback and that would be peer review. And then it became sort of you know institutionalized and then publishing houses got, got hold of our, our journals. And there's you know that's a probably a whole digression into itself but but you know certainly my university encourages me to put stuff on a preprint server once but once the paper has been accepted they encourage us to put the the raw pdf as accepted on a server which i've done i don't do it religiously because it's just a pain in the butt and i don't i don't have enough time and i don't i'm not sure it's all that important although, although they do they do send me reports on a regular basis which indicate that those particular documents get pretty high traffic it probably is a way for people to read the article without going through a paywall but yeah I mean uh, yeah so preprints I, I said it's going to be quick and I've just made it into a whole different thing
0: no, so apologies good.
1: for that but uh, but yeah so um, yeah I mean preprints are a fact of life these days but they haven't been peer-reviewed but I, I I mean it's it's useful and people and I don't probably use it as much as I should but I think it's I, I, I think it's a good thing. And, and i think it's and it's and for i think it's it's good that public information officers um are thinking about this and i do i do like very much like the presentation i think tom gives a very good like nuanced both sides kind of assessment of the situation so i, I think i mean i'm I, I think i'm i'm really glad that tom did this
0: yeah sure and and it's kind of like you know the, the the thing that that i i think he if we'd seen the presentation what what i think he Um, it kind of concludes is there is certainly a a place in our scientific discussion and world for preprints. And, and I think your, your example of like Rutgers, you know, saying, Hey, this is accepted that that's something that I, I would say that's gone through, that's already gone through the peer review, right? The preprints that, that become maybe problematic are ones that are, that are in review or had not even been submitted yet, but have. Like information that's really timely and relevant, and and so I don't know where the, um, where the oh no I do know where this is ASAP Bio, um, uh, has a recommendation of you know for quote preprints in the public eye project saying quote in general institutions should avoid the active promotion of research in the media that has not undergone peer review peer review such as that posted as preprints, except, and this is bolded, in rare and exceptional circumstances where the rapid dissemination of information is found to be critical to public health or safety. And so Tom talks about this in early on in the pandemic, you know, something that I, I'm like personally familiar with. And I remember when we heard about this, but the, there was a, um, in early in March, 2020, actually might've been in February, 2020, there was an outbreak of covid Nineteen um, at the bi- at Biogen at a mm-hmm. conference, and and that there was this really fantastic paper that came mm-hmm. out that um, that Tom links to uh, on um, sort of highlighting how that outbreak may have led to twenty thousand um, cases in the Boston area, just of oh, wow. like modeling, right? So that took a while to go through peer review, but they they felt that it was important to get that information out there. Right. Because it it included sort of the one I think the first and most complete early epidemiological modeling aspects of uh, you know of COVID in, in in somewhat real time. Like that paper came out um looking here, it wasn't that much longer, like it didn't take long for it to right. come out. Yeah. And so so that's the thing, right? Like there and and I don't even know like preprint servers, I wasn't even familiar with before march 2020 or february mm-hmm. 2020 like was that a thing that you knew about if you think back to then or is it something like yeah it was a thing I,
1: it was a thing i knew about um but it was not a thing that i was i, I was like acutely like thought about on a, on a daily or weekly basis right it's like oh yeah bio archive med archive those are things that i mostly don't pay attention to just because i don't have the time or the bandwidth i mean that's bare it's what i barely all i can do and i don't even do it very well keeping up with the the peer-reviewed literature, right? Much right. less the pre-peer-reviewed literature, so.
0: Yeah, and and what would be a really interesting study, and maybe someone's doing this, is to look at those pre-print servers and compare them to the final papers. Oh, yeah. To see what, like, you know, you certainly could do a, a text, um, you know, a quantitative analysis of mm-hmm. of what, you know, what percentages change, but it'd be interesting to see what what it was, right? The qualitative right. aspect behind that. right? Right. Like well.
1: ha- yeah, actually look at the track changes and then go in like line by line with somebody who's familiar with the literature of that in that area. Right. Or even lit- in general um, and, and say, OK, right. Like th- this is a trivial change. This is a typo. This is a change of substance. This is a, you know, complete li- the this this sentence disappeared. Right. This right, sentence right. was Added. That's that's not in the you know, even a foreshadowing is not in the original. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Someone, someone's got to like do that. Oh, here, maybe someone has, yeah, no, there's an article in Thorax in 2020 entitled preprint servers, a rush to publish or just in time delivery for science. So um also talking about basically what we just, we just talked about it. Just not, but not, yeah, no analysis. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll
1: say mostly my experience with peer review is they make the paper more complicated. Uh, than it needs to be because I wrote it right in the first place. So I'm, (laughs) I'm a a fan of peer review. I like peer reviewing other people's papers. I really don't like having my papers peer reviewed because Ben, (laughs) honestly, they're perfect when I write them. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it's, but I I would say in my, it would be interesting to go through my own peer review process and and go through like comment by comment and say, that's a, that's a benign comment, neither good nor bad. This is a bad comment. Make the paper worse. This is a good comment. Made the paper better, right? And I would say it's probably pretty even money all the way down. I, I think that net net. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe maybe peer review makes it better, but I'm not sure peer review makes my
0: papers any better. <laughs> I feel like the call coming from inside the house, Don. Since you're, of you know, it. anyway, right, whatever. I'm a, I'm
1: a conceited ass. I'm I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. Um, so, but here, here's the thing um, I, before we leave this topic that yeah. reminded me of something you and I have talked about in, in previous episodes, um, especially around um, agricultural economics or economics papers that are in the space of food safety, where often um, an early version of that work of that analysis gets released as a working paper. And so we'll link to uh, something from Sacramento State that in, a, in in the Sacramento State University Library that talks about what are working papers and economics and just- Oh my gosh, yeah, yes. Because I think it's like, it's it's interesting how disciplines have evolved differently, right? Like this, you know, in, a, in economics, it's working papers or pre-publication versions of technical papers and articles and book chapters. Authors release those papers to share ideas and get feedback on their work before they submit the final version of the paper. And, and the thing that I think is interesting here is a working paper can be cited by other peer-reviewed work, right? Like it's not, right. that that's a normal accepted aspect of, uh, of, of what happens in economics, which is not really the way that we operate in, in, in food safety science. For well,
1: and I've heard from my colleagues who are economists that sometimes the peer review in economics is brutally slow, which to me says there's a problem with the field, right? Like it's that like we should fit, like we should peer review should be fast. I mean, again, again, we, this is, you know, this is a different discussion, but, you know, peer review should be fast. People should do it, make it a priority. Uh, we should try not to be jerks when we do it. You know, there's a there's a whole lot that well, there's a whole lot that's, again, see my earlier comments i think there's a whole lot that's wrong with scientific publishing there's a whole lot that's wrong with peer review um you know and that said i continue to review papers i continue to edit for journals i continue to publish my own work um you know it's like democracy right it's terrible it's just the best system that we have i think we could probably make peer review better but yeah it's it's whatever i mean it it it, i it is what it is right and i don't really have i don't really have time to fix it except to do my own little you know, my own work to make sure my work is good and make sure the journals I publish, publish or the journals I I edit are published, good work and make sure that I'm a good peer peer reviewer. But, you know, my, my first question though, Ben, when you sent this article to me is what's a PIO?
0: (laughs) What's a PIO? I don't even know what that is. Where is that? What's a,
1: what's a PIO? Oh, a PIO. Yeah. So I, so of course what I did Ben, is I immediately went to urban dictionary where you go to find stuff out so um it could be it could be a bunch of different things um uh, it could be uh uh, uh, a term that's used when you're playing uh uh drawception (laughs) yes Uh, it could be political integration office Uh it could uh be one of the cutest boys you'll ever meet who's too smart for his own good yeah super Um, kind to anyone yeah means. it could be it could be a, a commonly in san diego a pio is a guy who pulls who has mad swag and pulls girls all day i don't know what that means um and then also the one that i like is a slang term for the university of minnesota's pioneer hall in the super block um uh, uh giving t hall territorial a run for its money as being the party dorm so <laughs> the guys in pio third floor north are a bunch of bros <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah that urban bunch- dictionary always fun for a, a little bit of uh insight and knowledge uh in in richard fingers
0: <laughs> and that one that one came from 2020 where you're right it was pronounced bros now they're a bunch of bras bras yeah they're a bunch of, yeah bra bra what up bra um i get a lot of that uh in in my interactions with uh 12 13 and 14 year old uh hockey players there's a lot of a lot of bra uh oh, and
1: speaking of hockey i just have to say i was we spent some time with my uh with my uh my family in upstate new york recently and spent some time with my brother and uh he he was he he, he made a he made a reference to chirping um oh. about in some sort of context and uh the only person the other only other person in the room that understood what he was talking about was me so it felt pretty <laughs> good
0: yeah you've got, good job good excellent, excellent. Yeah, i know what chirping is yeah. yeah you know what chirping is all about uh so and uh, to yeah the the PIO is the uh, PIO or uh, public information officer.
1: Yes. Um, so which oh, honestly cool. I did. It's not the first hit on if you if you don't yeah. go to Urban Dictionary, but you can figure. You, I had to. It's like I, okay, I'm pretty sure I can figure out what this is just from the first page of Google, and I did. Awesome, awesome. Uh, do you? Oh, and also I will say um, people. Um, it looks like um, Tom uh, at Scribbler Tom uh, is a, is he's a, he's on Twitter. So uh, he's on the Twitter. Yeah, should
0: follow him before the site uh, shuts down. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want you want to talk about how colleges and sports betting companies have Caesarized uh, campus Ooh, life? Not really, but <laughs> I mean, yes, but um,
1: yeah. So this is something fascinating that I I sent to you, Ben, and it's yeah. not I I unlike unlike you, I am not here's the thing ben i subscribe to the new york Times i subscribe to the washington post i subscribe to the wall street journal i just don't read them um and I, but <laughs> because I, because i just i just needed to just kind of tune out the world for a little while uh, although i'm now back into uh, fully on board with my podcast and uh, again i just don't i just don't i just find it Anyway, it's it's depressing and also just time consuming to keep up with what's going on. But I learned, I did not, I asked you if you'd heard of this and you had, of course, yeah. because you're very good about keeping up with your news media. I had not um, until I heard um, the guys from um, uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, Chapo Trap House, uh, talk about it. And I was like, oh my God, this sounds horrible. So basically the headline is how colleges and sports betting companies caesarized Um, campus life. And it's, if you are already depressed about the state of college sports um, and higher education in general, and you want to get more depressed, read this article. It's, it's really, it's really bad. And actually one of the, one of the guys from Chapo made the the comment how like, oh, but this is okay, but we can't pay college athletes. Right. I mean, you know, it's just like, anyway, it's, it's, yeah, it's it, college sports has always depressed me, um, uh, and and it's not gotten any better. And uh, yeah, I, I worry, I fear, I fear for the future of our institutions uh, that they are just so going for money that they have lost track of their purpose, and it makes me sad.
0: It's it, this is it's a real tough one that I find like I, I'm I'm really conflicted. The the not not the like athletics and, and higher ed institutions in general. Right. Because right. I'm, you know, not th- this one, I'm, I'm really not very conflicted about at all. Like there's some parts of this and it's a great, we'll link to this article. Um, it, it was a, a you know, there, there were three or four um, articles this week uh, in the New York times about gambling and, and sports bets. And um, you know, kind of it, it's an area that a whole bunch of States are getting into my state um, almost passed the, the, you know, legal, legal sports betting. And, um, so you know, it's big, it's big business. And I listened to a, um, a podcast and radio show out of Toronto that, uh, in, in Toronto's a, a province in Canada that that has just recently, um, legalized sports betting. And it's the, the, it, I, I didn't realize the impact how much sports betting mattered until I listened to this where maybe, Um, I don't know, five minutes out of every hour is related to sports lines and betting that I have no interest in. I'm not, I'm not a sports better. Um, And I, you know, I've participated in fantasy sports, um, which is not, which is different. um i guess but but like i'm not i'm not out there like looking at the money lines and trying to figure out what kind of betting i want to do it's not something that entertains me all that much i like to be a sports fan and that's the conflicting part about this for me because i like to be a college sports fan you know of my my college specifically the one that that pays my uh pays my salary i like to watch nc state basketball and nc state football it's fun to be involved and around it but it is it's conflicting because it's like it it's it, it's so much a part of the culture. um, but it's also like not like it's it's not it it's I don't know. I think it's hard to explain until until you're in a college setting in the u s where it's like, you know, people make their entire plans for years based on that they'll be going to football games, you know, seven times a year, right? Like it's a big part of the cultural fabric of, of North Carolina and other places being part. Yeah.
1: Sure. And and I don't have a problem with that. And honestly I don't have a problem with betting, right? No. Yeah. I don't have a problem with, with legal alcohol. I don't have a problem with legalizing marijuana. I think that all of those things should be legal. And then that most of the revenue should go back into supporting people who, you know, uh, treatment for alcoholism and treatment for gambling addiction and treatment for drug addiction. Right? I think, I mean, I'm in, in favor of people being able to do what they want, but but I, th- this is it's weird. This just yeah. seems like chaos, right? And, and I, you know, I don't begrudge people their college sports. Um, I really wish that we paid our graduate students and our postdocs and our professors more and we didn't pay our coaches so much, right? Um, it would be nice if we could pay the players um, because they're doing a job just the same as a graduate student yep. is doing a job as far as I'm concerned. They don't, we don't have to pay them a ton of money. but again, because we have to we have to maintain this fiction that this is this is you know this is just a, a friendly game you know between rival universities, right? It's not it's big business. it's big it's big business for big universities.
0: Business. Yeah. You know? well, and, and there was something in this article you know it really focuses on Michigan State um university and something that basically i'll see if i can find the passage here um essentially that um you know the uh, because of the pandemic college sports college athletic departments were really really in in the hole because they are not you know like they're, they're um was it revenue neutral or or what i don't know if that's the right term but but they're not they're not funded by the universities they they um, they utilize tickets and and advertising and merchandise sales to fund the programs. Right, right. Um, and if
1: the and yeah, and basically they were yeah. I mean, they, they, it's mentioned a couple times in the article. Um, but during, the, and I'll just read from the second quote. Uh, during the pandemic, many universities struggled financially. Michigan State Athletics Department ran a fifteen million dollar, yeah. fifteen plus million dollar deficit um yeah okay that's fine but maybe maybe you should not have programs that are so dependent on money right i mean again it, i just right. think that yeah you should just take take the money take the money out of politics take the money out of college sports you know honestly i mean i again and this is this is coming from somebody who's not not really a fan of any organized sports whatsoever but but i'm, I'm not gonna do begrudge people that fun if that if they find that fun, but I, I it just seems like it's out of control. It's just rampant yes camp- capitalism, which is which is I am opposed to.
0: And, and I am a fan of, of these sports, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I get it from from your perspective not being one where it's like, yeah, but I am in this and it makes it it um uh, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Right. And and this article does a really good job talking about okay, so we're going to take some money. You know, Michigan State's going to take money from Caesars. They're going to, in exchange, give them like call-outs and and, um, like co-marketing agreements. So um, there'll be live call-outs during broadcast games. Uh, Potential gamblers would be told if they bet $50, they would receive $150 credit to spend at Michigan State's merchandise store, right? Like that's very pro-gambling. You know, obviously it's like there's an incentive here. They would get four seats on a team plane for an away football game and four premium season tickets to all, you know, football, basketball, and hockey games. Um, But the second part of the article really talks about like the, the real problem of like serial gambling in, you know, students, right? Like, so, so it's like, man, you know, I, I don't know this, maybe this is not the right analogy, but we don't do a lot of like, you know, well, I, I live in a very, uh, former heavy tobacco producing state mm, and it's mm. not like we sell a lot of cigarettes at, yep. at our, at our football games. Right. Like, you know, yep. and it, so it's, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, this article, I read it, I ended up reading it like twice, read it this weekend. Then I read it again this morning when you sent it and I was like, man, it really, there's something about it that just doesn't sit right with me. um in this so yeah yeah. and
1: there's you know this story does a good job uh they interview charlie a 22 year old student who uh only wanted his first name to be used who is splashed to the middle with a photograph so if anybody actually knows charlie in real life they probably know who they're talking about but anyway but charlie no last name uh and he and it's just not not to make fun but yeah he's 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 a gambling addict right Yeah, and and he and he needs help and uh yeah not uh not good. And again, it was he went to Syracuse University, Uh, they don't Syracuse doesn't have an online sports betting partner. uh, But it does promote gambling through some, you know, some relationships, right? And but I mean, Charlie got started with illegal bookies, which is which is fine. I mean, but the guy, the kids got a problem, right? And he needs, he needs, somebody needs to pay paying for treatment for him. um, Because, uh, because this is this is an illness, right? And it's, and it's, you know, it's, again, I would, I think it's very analogous to, uh, to drug addiction or alcohol addiction. So
0: yeah. yep, absolutely. And and it's like, is that a really good place for our institutions to be? Right? Yeah. Like is that's... it
1: is it good is it really good that they should be making deals with and promoting yeah. gambling? It's one yep. thing to allow it or to condone it, right? Or to look the other way, but yep, but to actively promote it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, that's, that's, uh, I don't, I I don't see how these officials these university people can live with themselves. Right. I I don't, I don't see how they can do it, but whatever.
0: Yep. There's, there's a lot going on in uh, Michigan state. If you follow the Chronicle of higher education, Michigan Michigan state, man, there you go. Um, Hey, so we got a few things to follow up to that. We should probably hit before we, before we end. Um, so, uh, first is, I think this is you. That you, that you got a message um, from Veronica uh, at PinkSauce uh, oh, yes. dot com uh, that said, "Hey y'all, um, Pink Sauce is coming. It's it's finally here. We're you know that's been it, you know it's been reformulated. Maybe we, as far as we know, we don't. Someone needs to do the definitive podcast series on Pink Sauce, like start to finish, under like go through the interviews." with veronica and with people that got it and with fda and i want to know what happened behind the scenes and i say someone i want to listen to it i will not be making that podcast because it's a lot of work (laughs) um but anyway you got i i you know i am i don't know if it all goes to my spam like i bought Mm -hmm. some and then and it never got charged no sorry it did get charged and then it got refunded um on my but it's coming it's coming back okay yeah and yeah and and i never got charged but
1: but I you did. The I, did or I did place an order, and because I placed an order, um, I'm one of these people that can now get in on the very limited quantities. Um, but I, but I, and, and only two bottles to start with, right? But honestly, Ben, I'm really not that interested.
0: Well, now, I mean, a note on food safety from the bottom of this sure. email. Yeah, pink sauce is made in an FDA-approved facility using a hot fill process. Hot filled yep. products can be shipped and sold in, unref- in unrefrigerated. Yeah, they still need a copy editor
1: but yes. yeah
0: what's open however the product should be refrigerated to preserve its best flavor and that's, it's that's, and it's pinkness
1: yeah. um oh so. i yeah i my guess is if it's if they're hot filling i my guess is it's not gonna be a very attractive color pink
0: no that will be my guess or there's a lot of pink food coloring in it could be could be could be could be, could be. um so we get that <laughs> and then uh then we got a message from, uh, from our favorite, our favorite font, um, Gaudi uh-huh. bold italic. Um, or yeah. is it Gaudi or Gaudi? That's Gaudi. Gaudi? I think it's Gaudi. Gaudi. I think it's Gaudi. Gaudi bold italic, uh, hits us up on Twitter and said, uh, just listen to your snackle box episode. Did you ever check back on the Reddit thread? And this is related to a risky or not episode that we did on the mm-hmm. snackle box, which we just like saying, Yep. A tackle box. It's uh you take a tackle box and you you put uh charcuterie and, and other things in it and you take it to the beach uh to eat. That's I mean, that's the gist of the snackle box. Um uh OP spent so much time on it, I uh, was so proud of it. No one ate it. This is the original poster. Um, no one ate it because everything was salami flavored by the time they got to the beach <laughs> and it was all 90 degrees 10 minutes after that. Worst beach day ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny.
0: So Snackle box i think we were not risky but uh but but sla- the episode's not tastes like salami or not that's a different or the podcast that's a different podcast that's a different podcast yes yeah. um and then uh we the, the i guess the last thing of feedback or uh, follow-up that i wanted to talk about um is that we got in three or four different spots someone asked us about this recall of roles that were that were recalled like recalled because of Bot concerns, right? So, dosi Baking Company recalled bread rolls because their products might be contaminated with with either Ronobacter sakazakii* or Clostridium botulinum*. And fascinating, right? So, so right. here, yeah. So, anyway, do you want to you want to jump in on this? Not really. Okay, cause cause I'm good. Finding the link for snack I will. I, okay, I, I'll, I'll I'll jump in on. So, but what what hap- What had happened here was. Was uh, was that there are ingredients in these rolls? So these are like the, all the the types of rolls that you might expect to see in a bakery and packaged, um, you know, in in plastic packaging. There's there's gourmet burger rolls. There's uh, seeded rolls. There's clustered potato burgers rolls. There's Hawaiian sandwich rolls. All your favorite rolls. But um, it, essentially, that there there was a I think an emulsifier maybe that was in this product. That was made at a plant that had Chronobacter, sakazakii* or Clostridium botulinum potential. So this ingredient, dry ingredient, may have had those spores in it. And in the recall, I, I think like if we were to do this one on risky or not, I think it's not risky because they're not the types of foods that that'll support the growth of those pathogens. Um, but well, and I don't know, maybe we, maybe we should talk about that a little more, but but they're recalled because the ingredient had the spore in it and no one's going to like, who's going to okay a food safety thing where you know that the ingredient has been recalled because of this and that you put it into your food and still sell it to people. Like that's the, that's the reason why the recall happened in my mind, but it's a weird one because you know, what's the likelihood of getting botulism from a roll pretty, pretty, pretty close to, to, to zero. Not not zero, but pretty close to it. Yeah, I I would
1: agree, and this was a really interesting outbreak. It actually first, and we even got you know feedback from our friend uh, Linda Harris, who said yeah. like, wh- how, "Why is this happening?" It's like, well, it's being done out of a quote an abundance of caution, which is a phrase that we don't love, uh, but basically, yeah. And it was an interesting one because what happened was the the and it was not an emulsifier; it was actually an ingredient. An ingredient, it was, okay. It was a, yep. a cream, and I'll, I'll I'll find it um uh for 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 links in show notes but basically it was an it was a it was it was a a, a recall for a product that contained Enterobacter, and what happened i think was this is my interp- interpretation um they recalled it for Enterobacter, um but then once fda saw them do a recall fda went in and started looking at their process records and fda said well yes you had a problem with Enterobacter but this process is not sufficient for controlling Clostridium botulinum for a, cause it was an aseptic product. So it was shelf stable, right? right? So it was, it was basically a low acid food uh, and FDA came in and said, well, you know what, um, you can't, you, you, this process is not sufficient for Clostridium botulinum. And so now they're still doing a recall, but now they're re- recalling for Enterobacter and Clostridium botulinum, and apparently this, ingredient this product had been used and again it's just knock on effects and so so if you if you bake a bunch of product that's with this 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 milk i think it was an oat milk or a, a almond milk or something Mind anyway we'll, something. Yeah. we'll find it but but uh, you know you end up uh, having to recall everything because that's how that's how recalls work so uh yeah but it was it was definitely a very much a weird one
0: yeah and and, and sort of shows like i don't know that that sometimes we recall things that aren't like not all recalls carry the same amount of risk, right? Even though that right. they might be classified the same way. This the, the likelihood of having like Chronobacter sakazakii lead to an illness from these roles is pretty pretty close to not not happening. Same with Clostridium botulinum. And I, I think the roles are really interesting because like inside of that role, if we look at the how FDA would look at um in the food code at least. Um, you know, uh, uh, TCS foods, time temperature control for safety foods, you might have the right water activity and the right um, pH um, potentially, it, you know, depending, because, you know, if you look in the inside of a loaf of bread, some some of them can, can be considered by defini- de- definition TCS foods, but, you know, the Clostridium botulinum issue is only going to happen if they're held under um anaerobic conditions right so so they're not they're like that you don't you know the, the it it doesn't it doesn't um it's it you know it's just not it, this would be the most surprising illness that ever happened to me Clostridium botulinum for one of these recalled rolls if if they were all consumed because just the environmental factors aren't aren't there it's not the right conditions
1: right and yeah and if you and it might be that the um you know if even if there was botoxin in the product um baking again we would you wouldn't rely on that right as a control but it probably would you know reduce the reduce the risk yeah and and we that we saw earlier and we'll link to this as well um brioche style buns recalled in ontario because of microbial contamination and that was back in august right and and again it's that but it's still it's still not back to the original uh the original outbreak so uh yeah, original the, recall. D- d- yeah, the original recall. Oh yeah, no, th- and this is it. All right, so it's so it's it's uh, Lions Lion Magnus, right? And so, um, yeah, and this this is interesting. So the the it's the, the Lion Magnus, and this is reading again from Food Safety News, the Marler Clark uh, sponsored blog. Lion Lions Magnus recalls its expands its recall of Oatly Stumptown and other beverages over microbial contamination, and so uh this is the expansion of the recall which took place on august 11th um and the original recall took place earlier in the summer and the expanded recall was where they brought in clostridium botulinum um because again probably fda started looking at their record and said uh guys you need to uh you you have other problems here besides uh
0: chronobacter yeah yeah exactly
1: i was i said enterobacter before i meant i knew
0: i knew what you meant yeah yeah you you know what i meant right you went all the the great *Bacter*s. you went you went old school you went you want uh, you want retro on that chronobacter? <laughs> uh, hey, um, so uh, I, I think that's a show. Is there anything else that you want to talk about today?
1: No, I think that's a show. I think you're right.
0: I think it's a show. I, I say that because I think my parents just pulled in the driveway. Oh, nice. So yeah. um, so i' I'm, I'm gonna go say say hi to them in a few minutes, but this is uh, yeah, I think I, I think we're good. Have, have a have a good, have a good Thanksgiving. I hope you. I hope you recharge over it. I'm, uh, um, yeah. It's good. It's always good to catch up and talk to you. And we haven't done one of these without a guest in a while. And yeah. and we were talking yesterday to to Veronica's class. Maybe the spark between us just isn't there anymore. And I felt like we <laughs> when you when you wanted to bring others in to spice it up. Uh, but I, I feel like we're we're. It, we're we good. still got it, man. We still got still it. We got <laughs> it. We'll be one uh, of those old couples that finish each other's sentences. Absolutely. All right. Well, um awkwardly I will say bye and then and, bye. and then bye. Bye. Talk to you, Talk to you bye. soon. Bye bye. 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 <laughs> Well, I still have time to schedule they're just uh okay cool
1: yeah
0: and I got audios edited and I just have like maybe two more sentences to write on the one with Caitlin to post that up so I'm gonna okay, post that cool. up today and then I'll, I might do this one right away just because it's timely with Thanksgiving timely right um but I might I might not maybe I'll get it done over the weekend uh, okay oh and
1: I speaking of posting things I'm behind on risky or not yesterdays yeah. did not post and uh but I, I'll get on it so yeah I'm not Tomorrow's worried. pretty pretty wide open for my schedule. So cool. Yeah, the, the original the original uh recall was August 1st. and that was just Chronobacter.
0: Yeah. Oh. Huh. And they went in and said, oh, you might have some some process issues yeah, here. You might have some
1: yeah. other problems here, guys. Yep.
0: Um what does two weeks from today look like? December 6th?
1: I will tell you. Uh, that I will be in Tampa to receive a major award.
0: Oh, congratulations on your major award!
1: Thanks.
0: Are, is this one? Do you get another microscope for this one? <laughs> no, so, it's so your second make, microscope.
1: I had, to, had to had to make a video. Um, yeah, no, this is. A, I'm, I was elected a fellow of the Society for Risk Analysis, and oh! it's actually it's a pretty it's a pretty sweet deal because they actually pay your travel to come to the meeting. They waive the registration fee um and um they uh they they pay your hotel
0: they make so, a big deal about you too then yeah it's
1: yeah. yeah and i had to talk to a pr person and That's make fancy. a video and it's it's not i mean i like to complain about them because it's, it's there's some things i'm I, I i didn't say anything bad about them in the tribute video Nice. I thought that would be inappropriate <laughs> and rude, um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's not my. Fa- oh, I shouldn't say something my- anyway. I'm very I'm very happy to be honored. It's nice to be recognized by my risk assessment, risk risk analysis peers. Yeah, the work that I do, and let's just leave it at that.
0: Good. Well, congratulations on your on your Thank second you. Mikey award. Mike, that's a microscope. There's, there's no there's no microscope oh. on your second. Uh, uh, your your first risky award. <laughs>
1: uh, I, th- I think what you mean is congratulations on your four- your fellowship fellowship
0: your fellowship your fourth fellowship or <laughs> my fourth my third third yeah the fellowship I'm of the, the ring my third yes one one fellowship to rule Collect- them
1: all <laughs> <laughs> that'll be triple a s which i didn't get this year
0: not oh that's true um so when do you when do you return from said said trip i have a pretty good right. week that week we, we fly back on wednesday
1: um so i could do i Oh, you know, and see Thursday I'm giving this, uh, uh, ag water risk talk. So I would rather that's okay. not, could we just, could we schedule, uh, could we schedule when's our, when's our nest risky or not? I don't know. Next Wednesday. Oh, okay. Um, so could we do a food safety talk on the 13th of December? Is that um, too far in the future? No, that's
0: good. That's good. The 13th is, um, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. So, what is that? If it's we could do it if it's um, I'm wide
1: open that whole day.
0: Okay, so let's say twelve thirty. Okay, I've got. I go to a meeting that we're evaluation. Um. Okay, a good a good time for me to do this. <laughs> Would be at one o'clock. Okay. Until. Well, let's let's pick a good uh, time
1: for you instead of a bad time for you. What do you say?
0: Yeah. Or 12. Actually, let's say 1230. That would be a good time for me. Okay. FST recording. Yep. That's good. And then, because we got two here in the can. So. Right. Yep. Perfect. Well, have a good Thanksgiving. Are you. Did, did you say you're traveling back up to. Yeah, we're going, we're going back yep. up
1: uh, to to see my family, so.
0: Yeah. Cool. Are you heading there tomorrow or Well, Thursday? no,
1: it's complicated. We were supposed to go tomorrow um uh because we are going to go help Kristen's mom cook cuz we always do them first, but then she said she didn't need the help, but we're gonna, so anyway. So it's it's all it's complicated, but yeah, but basically we'll we'll be we'll we'll be there for a short visit, so.
0: well have 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 fun and hopefully your mom's uh doing doing good with uh, Yeah, she's she's doing things. great. She's good. doing great, so. Good good so, good.
1: Uh, yeah, she's She's, she's, she's keeping focused getting things done looking forward to seeing everybody for the holidays uh, the my both my kids are coming
0: oh so she that's didn't awesome get to
1: see them um last week so she'll get to see them she's looking forward to that so yeah
0: um that's fantastic Well have a good have a good time and I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. All right say hi to your parents I will thanks yep there I can see them out the window there oh yep, they're just <laughs> wonder they wonder
1: why you're not coming out to say no, hi. no
0: they're talking to Danny okay, okay cool. All right, I'll we'll talk to you later. All right, okay, bye. bye.